Hi folks, and it's your girl, Shagilola, on what I think is only the best podcast show in the whole world, the Shagilola Salami Show. And with me today is the little human. Um, it's another nice sunny day in London. Uh, we're just chilling. We're going to go to the park later on. There's no one on, in the virtual cafe today. It's just the both of us. Um, the, the virtual cafe is closed because... Yes, we needed a break. Now, I seem to find that new technology just does not go well with us, um, or with me. So I had no internet for over a week, and it just felt like something was missing in my life. Like, can you imagine? No internet for a whole week. But thankfully, it's it's back up and running, and hopefully from next week, we'll, back, we'll be back to our usual schedule with loads of lovely new guests um, on the show. Now, before I forget, I'm just going to say this to you. If you ever listen to anything that I say, if you ever take anything that I say, the next thing that I'm going to say is something that I hope you would write on pen and paper, put it in a post-it, and stick it to your wall somewhere. In everything in life, so this is it, in everything in life, right, especially business-related, you need to have one strategy and you need to apply psychology. Strategy and psychology will help you be successful. Then you do CPD, continuing professional development. So when you do your first, you do your first, you have your strategy and then you apply psychology and then you do your first run, then you then go back and then say, okay, well, what have I learned from it? And how can I be better for next time? Or how will you fine tune your strategy? So when I mean psychology, right? I mean, so for instance, if you think about a goat, for instance, let's say, so I, I went to visit a farm once um, and the lady wanted to give the goat food, but she didn't put the food directly in front of the goat. Well, she had a goat farm, so in front of her goats. Instead, she went to put the food far away from them. And her rationale for doing so is that if you put the goat, the food in front of the goat, the goat won't want to eat the one in front of them. They always feel that the food that you put in front of another goat is better than the one that you put in front of them. So there are different aspects in life, and you have to find the psychology of your audience, the psychology of your user, and you know, know what the best way is to reach them. Okay, and then something that when I was discussing with my dad once, you know, and I was saying, Dad, you know what, I'm a really, really hard worker and I'm not, you know, really getting where I want to be. So after that conversation with my dad, um, I went to do a little bit of soul searching and then he then came to me, actually, Shagilala, you work hard, but you're not working as smart as you can, which is quite profound because you can... Say, for instance, you wanted to fill a drum with water. You have the option to fill the drum with a cup or a bucket. Now, both of them will still get you to, you know, fill in the drum. Just one will do it quicker than the other. So if you take a cup, you will find that you will probably go a thousand rounds to reach the one round that, you know, someone who's using a bucket. So you need to work smart, you need to have a strategy, and you need to apply psychology. So if you've never taken anything that I've said before, you need to apply this. Write it down somewhere, okay? 
So there's this um, event, it's called uh, Africa Rides uh, Festival. It was hosted over two days. Um, it is done by the Royal African Society and it was held by, at the British Library. Um, I was fortunate enough, and I think they didn't really market or publicize their event very well, or I didn't, I wasn't in their usual point of call to find out about the event, and I was, I was only fortunate enough to find out about it via Twitter, um, and I was able to get a stall, or let me say, well, like a chair and a table um, on the last day um, to put my, my books on um, for two hours, so between the hours of 12 noon and 2 p.m. So I was going to. Uh, I wanted to just give you my review of the my you know my experience uh, of taking part in the in the in the festival or in the event fair whatever you want to call it. Anywho, so let me see where do I start from. So the event was held on a Sunday, and let me see where do I start from. I have to give you the the my preparation. So I had a strategy. And I applied a bit of psychology, and I'm going to tell you how I think you know they all um, you know panned out. So on the Friday before the event, so Friday Saturday, so three days or two days before the event, I went to get my hair done. Okay, you know you've got to go have you know freshly made hair, you know look nice, you know look sharp, you know look presentable on on the day, right? Um, and so I had my hair gel twisted because I have nappy afro. Um, so I had to have it gel twisted so that it's in place and I'm not faffing around with a comb or anything. Um, then the next day I had a book reading event at a school fair. Um, now, as to be expected in rain in London, it would rain. It would rain for like five minutes. Then the sun out, the sun would come out blasting, you know, hot. Five minutes later, it will start raining. Then the rain will come back, and then the sun will come out. And it was just alternating between rain and sun, rain and sun, rain and sun. My book reading was to be done at 3.30. So I left home possibly just after 2, 2 p.m. Um, because I, I was trying I tried to give myself an hour's journey time because of the venue is about an hour away. So I tried to say, let me get there, you know, before. So before the, the time so that at least I'm not, you know, rushing into, you know, um, counter any unforeseen events in getting to the location. So I got there just after three o'clock, I think between three, three fifteen, something like that. Um, and then as I arrived, the rain had just broken through, and then so that was the time that the sun was coming out. And literally, as I was walking towards the field where the fair was being held, it was almost like half the people that were at the fair they just they were just leaving. I was like okay does that mean the fair is closed early you know what the heck is going on right so i then you know found you know went to make my way and they're like yeah no most people just had enough because it had been raining so now the okay i'll come back to the next so i was going to say that you know next mm -hmm. event that i'm going to do in the uk i'm going to make sure that it's an indoor event because you know Doing an outdoor event, people are not going to take the chance, you know, want to be outdoors when it when it rains. So that's my what I've taken away. That's what I've taken away from the from the show. Um, hello, did I did I come? See, I was like, yeah, that's what I've taken away from the show, you know, is to make sure that any other book reading events that I do is an indoor one. Um, and also 
when I then had the book reading, um, there weren't loads of children um, because, again, they weren't really organized. So now, if I'm going to be doing another book reading event, what I will be making sure that whilst I would love to get paid, you know, to come and a lot of authors do get paid, what I'm going to be making sure of, you know, moving forward is that at least I get paid in digital currency. So that means that, you know, even if they wanted me to come and give my time free of charge, they need to make sure that they put my details on their website because these people did it and I didn't feel like they were quite organized with regards in relation to having me um, there. So I will make sure that they have digital currency of me. They will put my website details. They will talk about my books. You know, just make sure that people know that I'm coming um, because I felt that they, they hadn't done that and maybe if they had planned that people more people might have been excited um so indoor events you know digital currency you know having having my you know my website there talking about my book um you know just to drive a bit of uh, buzz before that so if you're going to have an event you know in a school for instance if you write children's books then you know make sure that even if you're going to give your time free of charge that they do put you in their you know they, they put your website on their on their website as well because then that's driving you know digital currency that google likes and it, it boosts the ranking of your website um so yes Anywho, so I had my book reading. It was quite nice. I did have a number of children listen, you know, listen to the show, uh, to the book reading. Um, so it wasn't like there wasn't anyone. There were children who listened to it, and I got a, I got a clap or a few claps. And you know, one of the child, you know, he listened properly and and gave me what he learned from the story, uh, which was quite good. Then as I was leaving, um, you know, loads of wind. The tent that they had broke. And the metal thingy that held onto it bumps me in the head, right? And all I can say is, who needs a helmet when you have freshly um, gelled hair? Like literally, the the gel in my hair made the the hair bounce because if it didn't, I probably would have ended up in hospital or something. Because they had to call a first aider to come and examine my hair. She was like, oh, okay, I can't feel any softness. Okay, so you you're all right. I sat down for a few minutes. Um, before then making my way um, home. Now, so this is where I'm going to the, the, the ordeal that I, I had you know, in the British Library on the Sunday. So this um, book reading event that I had was on the Sunday. On the Friday, I went to go and get my hair done. Now, prior to the Friday, I think it'd been three days already when my internet had already been down. Um, on the Friday after I had my hair done, I went to the library to get the address of the school and you know, had a plan of how I was going to get to the place. Now, the internet provider had said to me that um, on the on that same day, on the Saturday, that my internet should be down. So I didn't make arrangements to get the address for where I was going to the next day uh, on Sunday. Okay, because I thought by the time I get back home, my internet will be ready. Okay. Anyway, so after having, after having a bump on my head, literally the last thing that I wanted to do, especially since it was a rainy day, was to start trying to flap around and go to the, to the, to the library. Uh, because so my book reading was at 3 o'clock. It was for just under half an hour. Um, so I stayed there for a little bit. So by the time I got back home, 
Um, let me see. So I left there around past four, and it takes about an hour, and it was like 5.30. And literally, I was exhausted already, you know, after having a, a bump on my head. And they didn't even feel guilty enough to say, okay, you know what? Our tent is almost broken and bashed in your head. Let's buy all your books. <laughs> They should, they should have said this. Um, yeah, uh, but then I had business cards. So they took off my business cards and they said they will get in touch, you know, at, for another event that they will be doing that's indoors. So you remember how we've said on the, you know, um, previous episode on the show that it's important that you need to have business cards because you never know who or when, you know, someone would want your details. And it's quite handy to have something to just give to them. And in my one, I also had a QR code as well, you know, tech, tech, tech. And, you know, it's quite funny. I don't even know how to use a QR code on my phone, but, you know, I'm sure somebody does, you know, but I put it there just, just for the sake um, of it. So I gave away, you know, business cards, you know, to a couple of the school teachers, you know, who said they they will get in touch, you know, when next they're having another indoor um, event. Okay. So now uh, when I got back home around 5.30, settled down, got some dinner, sorted, my internet still was not working. Ah, can you imagine? Still no internet. And it's been like, what, five days already or something? Um, and then the event that I was going to, which was the Africa Rights event, was the following day. And it started, my stall was going to be at 12 o'clock. So and I was aiming to get there for 11.30. So I had to leave home, you know, between 10, 10.30 in the morning to give me plenty of time to get there. I knew the location was in King's Cross, but what I didn't know was exactly how to get there. Not to, you know, anyway, so, but then prior to that, so my plan and the strategy that I employed was that, okay, I had my books already ordered um, and, you know, delivered to me that I was going to, that I was going to take to the event. Then I needed to find a way to make people come to my stall because I'm assuming there are going to be other stalls there. And so I wanted people to have more reason to spend time at my stall in relation, rather than you know spending time at the other one. So the plan was, you know, I'll take my little girl with me, and she is amazingly beautiful. I know I am biased, but you know, people have said that she is really beautiful and she's got dimples as well. So I got her ready, her princess dress, you know, because everybody loves children, especially little girls, right? So she was my uh, part one of my strategy. The second strategy is if you've ever read any of my books, I always talk about an Oreo cake. So I then went on and I have a ingredient that I put in my cakes, right? So this time I went boom, 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 plan. I will make the best cake ever, right? So this time around, I then made a strawberry and Oreo cake with a buttercream frosting. Single layer, I didn't go over, over overboard, right? So, made it on the Saturday after I had had my bump in my head, you know, did it. Put it in the fridge. It was, it was nice and ready, right? So, beautiful princess baby girl and cake. So, the idea is the baby, my little girl, she's going to smile at people, blaze her dimples, bat her big eyelids, and everyone's going to go, oh, she's so pretty. Oh, and I'm going to be like, oh, would you like some cake as well? Oh, thank you very much. I wouldn't mind that myself. And you know, then we will start chatting. You know, when you when you you're feeding people, it makes them a bit more generous, I think. So that was that was the plan that I had in my head. Okay. 
Right. So come sat uh, come Sunday, D Day, um, the internet still wasn't back on. And when I called the, the uh, my um, broadband provider, they're like, "Yes, yeah, sorry, it's not been fixed yet. It's the problems from their end. It'll probably be fixed on Monday." Now it's a Sunday, right? And I wanted to leave home around ten o'clock, and the library doesn't open till one. Okay, fine. I mean, I had I, I had a rough idea how I was going to get there, so I took the bus. Normally, I would walk from my house to the train station. Um, so the nearest train station to me doesn't really have a good service on Sundays. Weekend train service in the UK or in London really, really sucks. So then there's the next station forward, which was about a 25-minute walk, and I would normally do it, but considering that I didn't really know where I was going, you know, how long it was going to take me with on a Sunday. I then decided I was going to take a bus from my house to take me to the other bus stop, and it's literally only a 10-minute ride on the bus. But because it's a Sunday, the bus only took me halfway, which was like, oh, right, okay. So, I mean, it's already cut my journey time by half, so instead of me to walk 25 minutes, I then literally had to walk, so it took me five minutes to get to the shopping center. Um, and I then had to walk 10 minutes to get to the bus, uh, to the train station. Okay, so I then walk and go to the ticket, um, you know, the guy that sells the ticket, and I say, right, I'm trying to get to the British Library, but I'm not really sure what the best route to get there is. And then he goes, oh, I don't know. And I'm thinking, like, seriously? Then, you know, he then goes on the internet and goes, oh, yes, it's King's Cross. I'm like, uh... Duh, but I'm trying to, for you to tell me what the best route to take. He then goes, okay, why don't you go take a train to London Bridge, and then you can make your way from there, right? And what this guy didn't do, and he just literally continued reading his magazine. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, why aren't you being more helpful? Like, he just literally wanted to sit his fat behind down. And I don't mean that he's fat, but then, you know, the behind is filled with fat and muscle. So he just wanted, he wasn't being really, really helpful. Right. I looked at the time and I thought, okay, well, there's one leaving in about 30 seconds. Maybe the next trip will be in about 10 minutes. Right. So it then takes me a few minutes to get to the, the platform where the train was. Then I look at the time and the train, the next train was not going to come for another half an hour. And that would have taken, so then the train was not going to come till 11.24. Right. And I'm supposed to be at, you know, on my stall at uh, 12 o'clock. So I was definitely not going to stay there for, you know, at the train station for half an hour. Um, so I then spoke to another guy. He said, OK, there's another train that's leaving in three minutes, which by the time I got to that platform, that train had left because I then got delayed on the way. Right, so you see, this is like a, it's, it, uh, what's it called? And let me just make it a series of unfortunate events. Like, literally, everything was just going wrong. So, you know, I the, the bus didn't, you know, went only half the way. Then the ticket attendant wasn't being very helpful. The train that I was, he put, told me to go was not going to, I missed one, and then the next one was going to come from half an hour. Another ticket guy said, a train attendant said, station attendant said, go to the next platform. I missed it because the, the lift, was just going up and down, up and down. Then another train was going to leave, that going in a, a different direction. But the thing with the underground is that you can always connect yourself back. So I just needed to get into central London, okay? So I then took another train that was leaving at 11.08 that was going to take me to Victoria, 
Okay, and I really wish that the London mayor, uh, the mayor of London, is actually listening to this because I have bones to pick, right? So it took 20 minutes to get to Victoria. So by 11:30, I was in central London. So literally, all I needed to do was to get make my way to King's Cross. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, easily that should take me what 20 minutes on a good day, 20 minutes. Yes, to get to King's Cross from London, Victoria. But did that happen? No. London Victoria Station is not very mobility friendly. So I'm standing at the top of the stairs, looking at the gazillion stairs, and I'm thinking, how am I going to carry my little human in her pram and my cake and my books down the stairs? Okay. Now, I don't know why people give Londoners a bad name, because Londoners are the friendliest people on earth, right? And then someone just comes to me, would you like your, uh, would you like some help going on the stairs? And this shopping gentleman, you know, helps me, we lift my pram, and we get down to the stairs. I was like, thank you so much, you saved my life. Then when we get to the ticket barrier, after going through, to get down to the platform, even more steps. Great. Someone else was kind enough to help me down the stairs. Then when I get to the platform, I felt like a donkey because I'd gone westbound which is what my normal route when i'm going somewhere rather than eastbound <sighs> so i then had to get someone else to help me up the stairs again and then back down the stairs again to get to the correct platform so literally i'd probably spent 10 minutes if not more maybe 10 15 minutes just trying to get to the correct platform because there are no lifts. All the state, the station, Victoria Station is not very friendly. It only is only useful for people who just go up and down stairs. If you can't go up and down stairs easily, you should stay away from London, Victoria. Um, so eventually we made it, got on the thing, went to the next platform, um, got to the correct platform, and then went to embankment. I think it was embankment that I went to get the Northern Line. Again, more stairs. And so literally, I had to wait for people who were kind enough. Look, everybody on that Sunday was being super helpful. Like, I cannot, you know, this is basically to shout out to all the Londoners who are ever used the underground and to all the lovely people who help people like me. Like, seriously, thank you all so much, right? Anyways, so we had to deal with more steps because none of the stations had any lifts. Or, you know, even the escalator, going to use on a pram on the escalator was not a sensible idea either. Uh, but, you know, when it came to one station, I, I had to do that, but it was, you know, it was good. Anyways, so a journey that would have, on a good day, taken me 45 minutes from home, door to door, I ended up, it ended up taking me an hour and, four, an hour and 45 minutes. So I got to British Library at quarter past 12. So I was meant to be there from 12, uh, but I was, so I was already frazzled. Um, this is a long narration, but so basically it's like literally every single thing that could be going wrong with me went on, you know, before I got there. So eventually I got there and I'd say when I was eventually showed to my stall, I brought out my cake and I was like, okay, you know, there were all the other people who were out there. I was like, you know what? I bake cake, you know, it's part of my strategy, you know, come have some. Uh, now the thing that I have to sort of, that I didn't like so much about the venue, it was at the British library. Um, one, there was no air conditioning. So even at a quarter past twelve, when there weren't a lot of people, it was already quite warm in the in the venue. Um, there wasn't any refreshment, you know, sort of 
provided at the place where the you know the event was taking place so i thought that that was why a lot of the other you know the volunteers and the other stall owners who were quite happy to come and have some cake um and then there wasn't any any drink at all um but yeah so from that point of view my strategy you know i did have a good strategy okay little human she was dazzling people everyone was going oh my god you've got such a lovely dress oh you're so pretty oh check out your big brown eyes and then they were coming and then you know and then see this is one of i think when i bake and i go all out right i always have my bacon as foodgasm cakes or foodgasm pancakes and at the end of the day there was this lady right and I thought she was going to be having an organ e zombie because she was going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this is bad, this is bad. And I was like, Jimmy, bad as in good. And she goes to someone else, oh my god, you really need to try this, right? So from that point of view, I definitely got people coming to my stand and you know talking to me. Uh, and then the little human did her work. At the time, I actually got upset with her at one point because she then started crying. But after, you know, again, bear in mind, you know, we've had a really stressful journey in getting to the place, um, and it was really, really hot. But I hadn't thought about her in that sense of what, because, you know, I've had a bump in my head. I was already quite frazzled with, you know, the getting to the location. And then when we got home, and two days later, I was like, actually, she was probably crying because she was quite warm as well, because when they, they had like different rooms where people go and have like different talks. So when everybody came out, the, the place where they put the booksellers, it was quite small. So when people then came out from the room, oh my God, it was like a market square. Like literally, I didn't think people had enough space to walk about. Like it was that fact, which is a good thing, but wasn't also a good thing. Um, because what then happened is people didn't have a lot of leg room to maneuver about and to look around and from the booksellers that were there, I was the only author, but everybody else there was a bookshop. So it was a good thing and a not so good thing. I only brought two of my books to sell or to display. And one of them sold out more than the other because uh, I only brought like two copies of my first book and that that went. Um, and then the other one, I did sell some of them, but they were still quite, no, I didn't sell everything. Um, and just because there just wasn't space for people to stay. But then I found that because there are everybody else there were booksellers, they had like hundreds and hundreds of books. Like literally, it was like being in a library again or in a bookstore. So when people went, they had more choice um, you know, to look at. So they would stay, they will have a flick of one book, put it down, take another book, look at it, put it down, take another book. And so most of the people were then spending ages on their, at the other stall. Whereas with my one, because I was just left with the one book left, people look at it, who wanted to buy, bought, or who wasn't interested, they just moved on. Um, so that was my, you know, my, my learning experience. So I would like to do this again um, next year. So I'm going to still do psychology. I'm still going to do strategy. What would I be doing? Oh, yes. Oh, before I even go there, having business cards was fantastic. Okay. Because I put all my business cards in each of the copies that I had sold out and in all the other books. And then people who were having a conversation with me, I gave them books. Um, I give them my, you know, my business card. I had a lady who was from a magazine, a, literally a children's magazine. I think it's based in South Africa. 
um, but she didn't even have a business card. And I was asking her, what is your website? That you're, you know, you're asking me like interview style questions and taking pictures. And she was like, oh yes, I will show it to you. And she didn't even have internet access, like seriously. And she didn't even have it. Probably my pictures are going to be put somewhere. And I'm hoping it would be, I'll be quite annoyed if she put pictures of my little girl on her website because, you know, yeah, why would you want to put someone's baby, you know, on your website? And so I have no idea what her website is. I have no idea what her name is. because She wasn't even kind enough to introduce or tell me her name. And because I, she had no internet, she couldn't even tell me, you know, what this website uh, was without any business cards. So another takeaway from today is have business cards ready. When you're at an event, people are not going to remember your name. People are not going to remember the things that you tell them. But if you have a business card, when they go home, when they're relaxed, they will then be able to remember the things that you say. Yeah? And then I had another lady, you know, who is a banker, but then she's also interested in um, African literature. And she does a lot of talks, you know, from a cultural point of view. And, you know, she wanted to have a long conversation with me. So what did I take away from that? If I was going to do this again, what would I do differently? Right now, because I know of this event, and I do know that it definitely does pull in people, I will book, instead of just a two-hour slot, I would book a stall for two days, okay? I will book it from 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock. I don't need to book it from first thing in the morning because it just it takes too long to get there, and I'm not particularly interested in waking up a stupid o'clock. Um, so I will book it from 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock on the Saturday and the Sunday for both days. I will bake a bigger cake and take with me on the Saturday so that I can have it both Saturday and Sunday. I will still get the little human to come with me and I will just make sure that I dress her more appropriately. Next year, she won't need a pram. I'm hoping so, but then if I don't put her in a pram, how am I gonna carry the books to the venue? I might still take a pram just so that I can put her somewhere. But we'll figure something out, you know, with that relationship. But the main thing is dressing her appropriately. And I mean I hope that the British Library will put the event somewhere that actually has air conditioning, just so that you know people are not stuffy um and whatnot. So that would be the second thing. So I will still do a cake. I will still get, but then what has in really inspired me because the lady who wanted to have a big chat, a long chat with me, she encouraged me to write even more books. So I'm now inspired. So I've got three books to my name at the moment. I'm hoping that by the end of this year, I will add three more books to it. So that will make it six. And maybe early next year, I might have one more book and that will make it seven. So at least this way, I will have seven books as opposed to the two books that I brought with me this year. And I think that that gives me a bigger stand or better stand in relation to the booksellers that have hundreds and hundreds of different titles. At least instead of just two titles, by having seven books at least with me, um, I'm able to get people to want to stay at my table even more and you know have more conversation. I will also ask a friend to come with me just so that if I have one person who wants to have a long conversation with me, um, because, you know, that's the benefit of being an author, um, you know, because people would like to have a chat where you see what, you know, your inspiration for writing and all the different things, then at least one other person or a friend with me 
can then you know also engage with other people and smile at other people who are coming by the table whereas because it was just me and the little human it was sort of quite hard to engage with other people that come because then i don't want to say to the lady who you know was chatting with me okay sorry i have to you know go um and especially because it was quite jam-packed as well um so that's what i would i would do differently and then i'm going to hope and pray that next year when i do book a stand no other author will be there because that was the advantage that i had over the booksellers because i could autograph books which people who had bought my books were quite interested in they were like oh can you sign my book for me and some were giving me their children's names and it was it was really really nice to be able to um to do that so next year i hope there will be more booksellers and i can be the only author that will be there. So please, if you're a writer or an author and you write African books, please don't listen to any of this. This is bad advice, absolutely bad advice. Don't, don't come go to African writers. I'm recommending you. You can go there to just see what's going on. Do not have a stall if you're an African writer, okay? I want to be the only African writer having a stall at African Writers 2017, okay? I will book the stalls quite early. Um, <laughs> so that's that's about it. I actually did enjoy my experience of it uh, because this was the first time I was actually having a at a festival. Um, but yeah, so these are the things that I would do differently. You know, instead of just looking you know, to get at a stall for two hours, I would do it for full days for two days. Um, and because I know where I'm going now, I'm sure all the problems that I had going this time around, I'm not going to have it. Um, I will do more business cards because I found that that was actually quite useful putting it in my and the books that I did did sell. And you know, if you're an aspiring author, people always say to you that you should keep writing. That is possibly the best advice anybody can give to you because you imagine if I only had one book and then just put in one book on the table, that's not really very nice. And you know, even though I brought two types of books with me. Uh, one book sold uh, quicker than the other because I only brought like five copies of them. I can't remember, or two copies, whatever it was. Um, and then the other one also sold, but because I had more of that one, it left. And then when the when it was just the one copy left, you know, there wasn't really that much choice. So also, it doesn't really look nice to just have one or two books on your table. Whereas next year, I'm hoping if I had seven different books, then there would be a nicer spread across my table than having just one or two. So that's why. When people say that it's important that you keep writing seriously this is evidence that you should keep writing so that's what i'm you know i'm going to be recommended so what did, what did i learn from this you know have a strategy have a plan apply psychology so what was the psychology is providing food to get people to come and stand time at my table having my daughter there to you know break that ice break that barrier because people love children people love cake you know that was a winning combination in my opinion that did work Unfortunately, the venue was quite hot. My little girl was quite warm as well. So after a while, she just started crying and crying and crying. So that kind of just put a hamper on, on everything. And especially because it took us ages trying to get it. Can you imagine someone being on the prem and you're being bounced up and down, up and down, going up the stairs and down the stairs? Um, so, yes. Um, so that was it. So I definitely, you know, want to say a big thank you to everyone at London Underground Station who is helpful in you know, in helping people like me carry our prams up and down stairs all the, all the time. Um, I'm doubtful any of them would, would see this, but, you know, if they ever did, then thank you so much. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically, it's quite long-winded. And then again, you know, technology always seems to fail me, but 
um yes that's that's and hopefully um it doesn't it doesn't fail me again anytime soon and next week we'll continue um as usual so people you know um yes i was going to say you know let me do a bit of shameless plug here printing books you know to take by yourself you know is quite expensive so let me be just very very shameless and ask you to please 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 go and buy my books okay you know, you know my name, Shagilola Salami, my website, shagilolasalami.co.uk, S-E-G-I-L-O-L-E-S-A-L-A-M-I.co.uk. Please go check out my books, go and buy my books, you know, because when you buy my books, you know, then I'll be able to afford to print, um, you know, all, all the seven books to take women to African rights. You know what I say, you know, karma, you know, good comes to you. So when you buy my books, I can list all the good things that you will be doing. You'll be contributing to my little human's children at college fund. You'll be contributing to what's putting food on the little human table. Because, you know, we are trying not to paint the you know, image of a, a starving artist, but, you know, you know what I <laughs> I'll try not to, but the image is already in your head now. So starving artists, so please, you know, go buy my books and then you can put food on the little human's table. Um and then you can contribute to her college fund. Um then you can help to pay for the hosting of the show. Uh let me see what else, what else, and then you can help when you do buy my books, that will help me to, you know, print books to take with me to Africa Rights twenty. 17 uh what else what else i think that's about it um now but yes yeah, so i thought actually thought you know africa rights you know was a was a, it was a good experience so you know do do leave a comment let me know what what festivals you've been um at and how did you feel was the venue really crowded were there lots of people was it air conditioned uh what was your um experience of it did you attend africa rights 2016 you know, were you there? What times were you there? What did you think of it? Um, do drop me a comment. Um, let me know. Uh, oh, also, also, before I forget, I have had trolls on my iTunes US page. So if you see some reviews, because I use this website that allows me to see reviews from all the iTunes store. Um, because I'm in the UK, I don't have access to seeing the reviews that are on the um, US iTunes store. So with this website, I'm able to see uh, reviews from all over the world. And so on the 29th of June, when I, you know, when my internet came back on, um, only a, a couple of days ago, I then went to go and have a look at what's been happening. And people have left five reviews of my show and saying it's an app and saying it's a mood tracker app. Now, this would be quite misleading because if anyone goes to look at the reviews from, um, in the, you know, in the, in the uh, iTunes, sorry, did I say Amazon before? Sorry, I meant iTunes US store. So if anyone goes to the iTunes US store and see those ones, they might find, they might get a bit confused or they might find it a bit misleading. Um, so please, I would beg you to please go and report those um, users because I'm not really sure why trolls. I mean, the good thing was they left five-star reviews.